information presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue. We the people says the constitution created for creating solutions. However, we the people lack the understanding. Legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet. Our rights we take for granted often signing away our chances because we don't really know the circumstances. I swear I can't stand it. Then we're so demanding. Quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech when this situation could have been avoided from the start if we the people conquer basic knowledge of the law. So this is for the people. Law in plain language. Breaking it down for us and laymen terms that have expressing her compassion and will for us to learn not for a check but to address how to win in these streets this show is for you this show is for me it's for the people what's up what's up what's up must be tuesday night 8 p.m time for for the people law in playing language with me deb rainey your host the compassionate lawyer, and I swear I'm reformed tonight. We have a five-year-old baby girl sitting in the studio, and she's beautiful. <laughs> hi, Gabrielle. Say hi. She's shaking her head. No, I'm going to pretend to be her. Hi. <laughs> Joining me in the studio as usual, my For the People fam, Black, a.k.a. the Broke Poet. Yeah. What's up? What's up, everybody? Simply the producer. Hi, producer. <laughs> I looked up and the mic wasn't there and I do have to add a sidebar in there when she adds the five year old if, you, if you've listened to the show before we had a uh, six year old eight. we had a young lady in here before and all of the comments were oh my god she is not Deborah's making some motion. and she can't read and talk either <laughs> <laughs> um, Deborah uses no profanity when there's children around Deborah is reformed tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Joining us in the studio is Judith Claypool. I'm going to let Judith tell you what her um, accolades are. But Judith has a show that comes on G-Town Radio every Tuesday, Tuesday morning. morning from... 10.30 to 11.30. And it's called Money Matters. Get your money on. Judith's going to tell you all you need to know about retirement, how to make your money work for you. She's a jack of all trades. Judith, say hello to the audience. How are you? Good evening. Judy's going to... Um, contribute to our conversation tonight the show is entitled the tax man cometh and yes ladies and gentlemen renee thought of that title isn't that groovy you know <laughs> so we thought about doing some tax stuff and let me put this secondary disclaimer out there we not finna do your taxes for you okay <laughs> don't sit there with your income tax return trying to write it out as we do the show what we just want to do is give you an idea of what credits you have may or may not be eligible to um apply for your income tax return, individual deductions, some small business stuff. And then hopefully we're going to get to um, 
the areas of Judith's expertise. Judith, we just want to say thank you for joining yeah, us. Thank you for having this me. This is how you. This is how we do at G Town Radio. We marry each other. That's awesome. And if you didn't know, you're listening to www.gtownradio.com. G Town, we are the wood sound from Germantown. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. The Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on income from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard, excuse me, regard to any census or remuneration. That is the preamble to the 16th Amendment, and that's where the federal government gets their right to tax the heck out of us. And I have a quote here. I don't know if you guys remember. Remember Wesley Snipes was arrested and charged initially with felony and misdemeanor. Yes. Income tax evasions, blah, 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 blah. For those of you that don't know, the federal government does not charge you for failing to file your taxes. They charge you for filing fraudulent income taxes and filing reports that are false as it relates to your income. So they don't charge you for failure to file an income tax. They charge you later on down the line if they audit you, for example, and they see that there's some... Hokey pokey going on. Or, or if you owe them money, then you're going to And you skip money. out and you don't pay. Typically, they taxes. treat failures to pay taxes as a civil sort of venture first. I'm not going to name no names, but I've had a client or two who owes Uncle Sam a whole bunch of money, and they just take them to civil court. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, enjoy our show. I had a big, long quote that I was going to talk about what Wesley Snipes said, but what he essentially said is he wasn't guilty of any of the charges they charged him because he was relying on his advisors. Sounds like, remember the um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar basketball player? He let his accountant take over all his money. When Kareem woke up, he was broke and, and had to pay till he, was, he had to play ball till he was like 60 to make up all the money his accountant took. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ask for your assistance tonight. Income tax is very, very important. We're not attempting to substitute for any income tax um, agency that helps you prepare your taxes. What we're trying to do and what we always do on this show is give you an idea of what rights, responsibilities you have. And this time it's as it relates to income tax. So we're going to hopefully talk about some of the individual credits and deductions. We'll tell you what those are later on. Some small business credits and business deductions. And as I said in the beginning, and I'm going to say periodically through this show, don't be trying to do your income tax return while you're listening because we're not your lawyers, okay? That was a secondary um, disclaimer. We want you to reach out if you have basic questions with respect to credits and deductions. And I'm going to give a little test to the, stu- to the studio folk in a minute. But... If you want to join in, how can they reach out, Black? They can hit us up live at 215-609-4301. They can text in at 215-435-4099. You can hit us on Facebook page, For the People Law in Plain Language. Send us a tweet, FTP Law, or email for the people at DebraRainyLaw.com. And by the by, Wesley Snipes' two tax advisors that he says he was relying on, they were both... Um, previously convicted for tax crimes and at the time he was jailed one got 10 years and the other one got 54 months so he relied on the wrong folk (laughs) ladies and gentlemen tonight we're hoping to talk on some basic tax stuff for example hopefully renee the accountant judith the expert um black and i the lay folk we're going to give you a little bit of information about the 1040 ez versus the 1040 small business tax forms schedules and the like Individual credit. What's the difference between a credit and a deduction? We're going to talk about that. Some of the credits that you're allowed to take as an individual. Earned income credit, for example, education. Child and dependent care credit. Adoption credit. 
if you can believe it, healthcare coverage tax credit. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you guys to do while you're listening, type into your browser, www.irs.gov. That website is phenomenal. You have to make sure that you really do get .gov in there or you're going to go to... Everybody else is IRS, fake IRS. Make sure you put irs.gov, G-O-V. We're going to talk a little bit about... some, And some of these credits may may or may not still be in there. I had initially had the first first time home buyer's credit, but that has gone by the wayside. So as you're talking, and let me strike that, as you're listening to us, go to that website. We're going to talk a little bit about standard individual deductions, gifts by cash or check, charitable deductions, either specialty, the individual retirement accounts, some small business credit stuff, small business deductions. What was trippy to me is you can get research credit. That's a trip. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. For those of y'all, research does not mean going out there and figuring out which of the corners is hottest to sell your stuff, so that's not research. (laughs) That don't count. We're going to talk about that and much, much more. Stay with us. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to For the People, Law in Plain Language. The tax man cometh. Joining me in the studio, as usual, my fam, Black, a.k.a. the Broke Poet. Simply the producer and Miss Judith Claypool with our extra special guest, five-year-old Gabrielle. Hi, Gabrielle. Are you going to say hi now? You can say hi. No. She's shaking her head. <laughs> so on the other side of the break, we talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about tonight insofar as individual credits and deductions. Before I go there, though, last week, and check me here because I'm forgetting what we did last week. Oh, my God. And while she's probable thinking cause, about that. Last week, we did probable cause, and we talked about it didn't mean probably cause. That's yeah, right. I probably because I ain't do it. It was the Fourth <laughs> Amendment and what the guarantees and protections are. It was a really hot show. We had a, a lot of fun. I got to get some um, stuff off my chest, and thankfully, the little girl wasn't there last week because it was <laughs> it was raw and was real. Wrong. Check that show out and every other show that we do at www for the people at Podomatic. Strike that. Strike all that. www for the people dot Podomatic p o d o m a t i c dot com or you can hit hit the website www dot dot com. 
Welcome back to the Taxman Cometh. We talked a little about what we're going to show you and help you with. I also said on the other side of the break, please don't sit down with your income tax return and try to do income taxes. They didn't already we're not trying to do that. But, but and if we're you have talk a question that, that, we, that Deborah didn't call, please feel free to contact us and we'll do our best to if address it. They have a question point that you in the Deborah right didn't call. I'm the, the one that took the bills. No, the Deborah didn't. <laughs> 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 By the by, ladies and gentlemen, I meant antihistamines. <laughs> so, first quiz for uh, Renee, who is, by the by, ladies and gentlemen, she has a bachelor's degree in accounting, a master's degree in architectural science, and she's getting her PhD in Groovy. Uh-huh. Explain to the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, of the jury, Lord have mercy, <laughs> of the listening audience, when... We talk about individual credits versus individual deductions. What is a credit on, with respect to the tax scheme? What does that mean, Renee? It's refundable, correct? Okay. That's, is that the best you can do? Um, dun, 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 dun. What's that show? Jeopardy. Do you want to be a millionaire? My, my role here. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take, take Judah 4,000. Uh, is that your rescue line? <laughs> and I'm, I'm right across the room. Go ahead, Judah. I, I can't dodge this one. So, a credit is actually goes towards your refund, or right. the amount of money right. that you owe right. the IRS if you owe money. And a deduction is just helps to reduce the amount of taxable income. That's exactly what and, I and was did thinking. I, did I get it? Yeah, you did. There That's you sort of. Understand yes. this. The credit comes after you've you've calculated what your income tax is going to be. Right. And this is the kind of stuff that you're going to get that you don't have to claim in your mm-hmm. in your monies. Okay. The deduction gets reduced from close, your overall. It was close because you said it's refundable. And that's what's important. The deductions a lot of people, are, def- are a, refundable, a lot of times not the credits. Think a lot, no, the credits are. The deductions. You're, you're, you got it right, but you're just flipping your, no, your description No, but the earned income credit is a credit, even credit, if you don't have anything. Right. That credit so as a result is a of that, that takes... Item. Okay, don't, 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 don't include the two. There's credits and there are deductions. Don't confuse the audience like you're confusing me, because you just said credit deductible. Individual credits, we'll talk about those, and then we'll talk about individual deductions. If what we're talking about doesn't make sense to you, it don't make sense to us either, we're going to keep on working through mm-hmm. it. Understand, our purpose tonight is just to give you an idea of what sorts of credits and deductions you can take as it relates to income taxes and our crazy tax code. Individual credits for a simplified definition is what you can use to take away from that month. Let's say I earn $50,000. If I'm qualified for the earned income credit, right, a portion of that money is not going to count towards my taxable stuff. That's what a credit is. Once I do that, then I deduct oh, I, from. I, I, I think we have it. Yeah, I think yeah. we have no, it. No, we don't. No, sweetie, you no do. we don't. Honey. See, People out there, no. give us a call okay. and tell us who's right. Go, Judith. Yeah. No, making a deduction, a deductible contribution, or having. A We're deduction, not talking about deductions. We're talking about credits. It helps you lower your tax bill. Right, but that okay. lowers your tax and, deduction. So, how does? Let me ask this question for the two accounting specialists in the house. Mm-hmm. How does a credit? assist you with your income tax return that final money mm-hmm. versus a deduction let's 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 simplify it let's okay. ask it that way okay if i get a thousand dollar tax credit for having this little six-year-old what do you do with here? that thousand dollar credit with your overall general sixty thousand dollars that you earned last year how does that credit apply well based on what i earn tells tells the tells me the irs tells me what i can earn in credit and then if i owe them 
$2,000 at the end of the day, the very end, it says what you owe. If that number is 2000 exactly. it becomes 1000 right. If I owe zero, I they owe Get me $1,000. Get more money. Very mm-hmm. good. And that's exactly what I said. No. It is. No, you, you if you, were if you play the back what I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not even using the words together. Let's separate it because we haven't talked about deductions yet. At the end of the day, and this is what I said, mm-hmm. the credit's going to apply at the end of all your computations, right. Okay. right, to take away or help you if you owe money. That's exactly what I said. That's what the credit does. Neither the deduction is separate because y'all weren't listening. I got And they was ready to beat me I up, <laughs> trying to beat a sister up. She said it. So let's I, simplify I, I, I it for the listening audience. In, in, in the regular, in the regular <laughs> everyday <laughs> life. We use the word credit differently. And sometimes when we're describing You're going to be credited. people, we use that credit in there more than one way versus from an accountant or a tax point of right. view. It has a very precise meaning. And, and we're I just. Think what we were hearing was you interchanging that. That's why it was important. I didn't want deduction and credit to be used in the same sentence. The bottom line is this, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't get that tete-a-tete we just did that. (laughs) The credit's going to apply at the end. Mm -hmm. Once you've calculated your overall taxable money, the credit's going to be used later on. The deduction, you use that to get to your final taxable income so keep that in mind and we're going to discuss them though in reverse order we're going to talk about the credits first i'm going to ask sister black to restate because she looked like a deer in headlights what did i say the credit is as it relates to your taxable income what's the credit when does that apply at the very end it's refundable she looked at me like it's refundable (laughs) (laughs) she's been taking lessons from renee (laughs) that's the money i get back so uh, I think in order for us to simplify this, let's switch. Let's flip the script a little bit. We're going to talk about now, Judith. Give us a simplistic, understandable definition. What is a deductible? What does that mean? A deductible actually helps to lower your tax bill, right? Your overall and, tax bill, and it makes sense because you deduct, right? Mm-hmm. As you're computing your taxes, the deductions go right in and impact that computable taxable income. Right. Whereas the credit applies at the end when you've already done all the computations. Right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions about what we've said thus far, please hit us up so six. Please. 215-609-4301 or you can text your question in that 215-435-4099 alright ladies and gentlemen this first question goes to our PhD candidate please tell us Miss Producer what is the earned income tax credit what is that what that be that is a credit that's based on earned income <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna I know put you know this one as a well. I know a lot. I know you do, but I am but she's week, also taking finance. So everything's a little. Uh, and I hate finance. This is week seven of an eight week course. Um, I despise finance. I just want to pluck my eyebrows out. Just one, Gabrielle, baby. Wait, 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 wait. Would you know what this is? I'm rubbing my index finger on my thumb. Do you know what that is, sweetie? You do. That's the world's smallest violin, we and it's saying, <laughs> and it's saying, wah 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 wah. Well, Go ahead, Miss Producer. Tell the ladies and gentlemen what it earned, and, and, earned, and do me a favor, please. Take off your finance hat, your PhD candidate hat. Oh, sweetie. B. Renee, <laughs> it is, you're explaining earned so income credit to our niece that just had her baby. How are you going to tell her what earned income credit is? Well, that's what I'm, I'm trying to bring it out of that 
out of the world of academia. Mama Black, I know you know what it is. Go ahead. Give us a shout. Black, any clue? Yeah. I, I, I saw your I saw the wheels running credit. in your face. Yeah. Basically, earned income credit was designed. Sorry, Judith, your turn. What's earned income credit? I just skip right over you. Well, I don't know why. I mean, you're going to get into all the details of being designed and everything, but <laughs> now, um, I believe it's a credit for people who are within a certain ter- tax bracket, so are lower to uh, middle income. Right. Uh, if they fall within a certain tax bracket, whether right. they're sing- uh, single or married, they qualify for a tax credit for actually working and and having a job very good and that tax bracket if you guys mm-hmm. tax practice in a, in, a, in a in a nutshell are how much money you made mm-hmm. how much money did you bring and this is what confuses me and renee gets me all the time gross is what you bring in net is what you take home exactly because after all the taxes so the income tax brackets based on income is based solely on your gross income they don't consider anything else right. so in 2013 if you worked last year in 2012, but you earned less than $50,270, mm-hmm. you qualify for earned income. In a nutshell, Renee is right. It's going to allow you to take a certain amount of that 50000 or left that, less that you earned and take that, subtract that away from what you actually really earned that the IRS is going to tax you on. No, no, no. That's what the credit is. It, it, it takes away from what you owe. Well, that's what a credit is. We already said that. Remember, we said what a credit is. Question. Right. So, at the end, you're saying that at the end, the IRS says that they they take away what you owe them, but they take away that taxes throughout the whole year out of each check. So, is this separate deduction from what they take? All year long? No. So the the federal tax. Ta- sorry, the, the federal tax system in general. Everybody got to pay. That's the nature of our system. It's right, called right? pay as you go, and that is so to help support the pay ret- as you go. That's to help to support the what's the FICA? F I C I. Anybody know what that stands for? Yeah, it's the federal income. Confiscated. <laughs> it's a percentage that they've come up with that's going to come out of people's paychecks based on what you've made for for all intents and purposes. Right. In addition to that, you got Social Security money coming out, state, state taxes that come city. out of whatever. But that's all. That's automatic. All you right. get that computation at the end of the year when you get your W two back. So you already know how much of that you've paid, right. right? That's automatic. We all pay that, right? But we all pay based on what income bracket that we're in. So what is the these, these credits though? And Renee, I think what Renee was trying to say, the credits work to offset if you owe Uncle Sam any money. But don't think about it that way because you're still going to qualify for the earned income, whether or not you get you owe Uncle Sam any money or not. Right. That that earned income is right. automatic. So I didn't want to use the definition that a credit goes to offset what you owe because you're still entitled to that credit if you satisfy it. Well, I just have to say that you guys, as lay people, and my head keeps spinning every time you say it, you are interchanging the language that's throwing me off. So basically... You have you make a hundred dollars, and we're going to make a hundred dollars. Nobody makes a hundred dollars a year. Make it an annual salary. Make I'm, it. I'm just 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 for the make sake. Make it one hundred twenty thousand a year. One hundred twenty-seven point six ninety. Federal Insurance Contribution Act is what the FICA right. is. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say you make a hundred dollars. Right. When Baby, you're doing you your tax return, basically you have this income, and then you have these. You have your deduction for your yourself. We're, not, or we're your doing children. credits right now. Don't I'm, go to deductions yet. No, I'm just bringing it down and then you have these other items that, re- that that help you get to 
your adjusted gross income, which is the income that say, this is what we're going to tax you. Right. We're and gonna tax you and at this. that point, what the adjusted income is where you may or may not apply the credits if you qualify for them. Now, understanding what, what Renee said was the earned income credit can help offset what you owe, but you get that credit whether or not you owe money. Exactly. Credits do not, exactly. and I want to make sure people out there understand that, credits do not have anything to do with whether or not you owe Uncle Sam. If you qualify for that credit, you get it. The HOPE credit, for example, education credit, adoption credit. There's a whole bunch of credits under the tax code mm-hmm. that you qualify for, but it's not if you owe. It's just if you qualify under the IRS's standards for that credit right, to apply but, you're entitled to use but it. all credits are not refundable my mic is a little well free. even if you okay, have we're well, not going there even yet. if you're getting money back like if you're getting a refund and i always tell people if you're getting a refund more than 500 dollars you've you've been overpaying all year oh yeah i mean that's right. like yeah. you know mm-hmm. giving away and free what money. i want to do money for before free. we go mm-hmm. um as we finish mm-hmm. go back to this whole the w4 and, and and what you choose with respect to dependents and all that mm-hmm. that is not where my expertise lies you feel me mm-hmm. the tax stuff i know because i got a c in tax crass in, in law school and i can pick up a tax code book and read it there you go. but i wanted to make sure i know sometimes people get the tax credits and the tax deductions confused yep. tax credits will apply to you if you are eligible under the irs's rules for example the earned income credit only goes to those folks as i said ladies and gentlemen who have earned who earned Less than $50,270 in 2012. There's other rules you have to satisfy for the earned income. And we're saying these things to you now. So when you step out to go to H&R Block or the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Clinic or, excuse me, one of those other places, you're going to know to ask them if you qualify for those credits that you heard. Because you're going to say, we heard the compassionate lawyer Judith Capel, Black, and Renee scratching each other's eyes out and talking about what these credits are and i want to know if i qualify for it so that's what we're trying to do here the next credit that is applicable i just actually wanted to ask go ahead is that for a lot of times they'll tell you it for single uh filers for or if it's joint it's a different does this apply right now we're just for our conversation here today okay it applies if you before it starts, before you can even think about this earned income credit, okay. you have to have made less than fifty thousand two hundred and seventy dollars. Okay. You can go on to the IRS.gov's website mm-hmm. and it's gonna let you know what the other qualifications are. Okay. And I think I may have wrote a few in there, but I'm not okay. sure. That's fine. And, and, I don't and the one think... thing that's that's changed over the last couple of I'm gonna say decades is that you used to had to have you used to had to have children. Right. And now it's income based where you don't have to necessarily have kids but you fall into right. a but the kids will give you that many more credits though because the there's child, other credits the child, for the children. Right, 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 right. Care right, right. Um then we have go ahead, Judith. You no, got my I was gonna say that that's no, go ahead. Oh, the ado- adoption credit. And that, right, go ahead. Uh, taxpayers who adopt uh, a, an eligible child may qualify for the adoption. Pay attention credit. to this term eligible, y'all. Eligible. Every single credit category, deduction category is this nomenclature, this word eligible. Mm-hmm. If you go onto the IRS's website, you can click right on the links for each of the credits that we're talking about, and it'll actually give you the publication number. For those of you that don't know, there is a, an actual tax code. And every time there's changes or updates to the code, publications come out that are published in Washington by the General Administration Publishing Office. Hmm. And along with those publications, there's actually code 
which is which is is um, people that do tax law and accountants know is the actual tax law. Okay. And there is for every deduction that you get, for example, there's a corresponding publication mm-hmm. as well as a corresponding IRS code section. So you can actually go into these publications, into the code sections, and read the actual legal language to see what all the qualifications are. Okay. And I would suggest those of you who file, we're going to talk about that really fast. Black, what's the difference between filing a 1040EZ versus a 1040? And it includes, and it's not a 40 ounce, y'all, OD, it's not that. One got an EZ on the end. So, so <laughs> take a wild stab. What do you think the 1040EZ means? One is... I don't know. Is that one for like businesses? Actually, it's just the opposite. 1040 easy is for someone who's single, not expecting to have a whole lot of deductions or credits, and it's really fast, down and dirty, quick to get your income right. taxes filed. Am I saying that right, Miss well, Accountant? I, I think that it's it is you pretty much you got a job there's not a house there's no kids it's usually you don't have to be single didn't i just say no but but you said single you don't have i said usually single people i didn't say single single people more often than not use the 1040 easy with not a whole lot of property and deductions and stuff Mm -hmm. that they're qualified for under the tax right so basically if you've done the long form before and you realize that stay at easy we're asking about easy first you're you're just throwing extra we haven't gotten the long form yet we're asking to clarify what the, the easy. I'm just saying, if you've done the long, but we're not there yet. Like... We're still talking about easy, Miss Producer. <laughs> 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 what I'm trying to get from, I'm asking Renee because she usually does our family taxes. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a simplified explanation of the 1040 easy. Renee, in your in your income tax experience, the 1040 EZ people don't usually take all the individual deductions and credits that they would norm that they that other folks would normally have to use the 1040 EZ. Is that what your experience is? Did you hear that question? She's no. like, <laughs> she, she she was here. She was here. Okay, I think she heard it. She well, Mama Black said that is uh no deductions. I mean, no dependents. Single and no dependents. You got the internet on your phone. Renee, can you pull up on the um on there the internet? We're getting some um help from Mama Black. She says the ten forty EZ is for what? Single and no dependents. And if you have questions about either the ten forty EZ or the ten forty, go to www.irs.gov. This time of year, I would suggest you only rely on the information you get from the .gov extension of the IRS website. There's going to be a lot of phony websites out there, a lot of folks who are purporting to be income tax experts, and you might get yourself in a world of hurt if you rely on any of those. And even if you use someone like H&R Block or some of the other other tax preparers, you still want to have an idea of what they're doing for you. Because God forbid, like Wesley Snipes, his tax folk went to jail too. You're not trying to do that. <laughs> so it just makes sense, even if you have a basic idea or a basic understanding of what's happening as it relates to your income taxes being filed. Let me ask this question, guys. To file for 2012, is there a minimum income or what's the requirement to satisfy before you even have to file taxes? Is there such a thing? Hmm, I believe there is. Everybody that works, does everyone who has a job have to file taxes? Miss Producer. Uh, it's income based, right? That's what I'm asking. Does anybody know what that income level is? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put the put it out there and, and <clears> guess <throat> that I believe I'm gonna say about eight if it's over eight thousand dollars, eighty eight hundred. Well see, that was what I was looking for because I swear More to God I did 
I did um, print it off the website, but I don't have glasses and I can't read. Okay. I know at some point, the last I recall, it was like six grand. Okay. I don't know what it's raised up to. Is it in there? So the current requirements for 1040 oh, is. Easy oh. is single or joint with no dependents. Oh, okay, cool. And, and, no. and that kind of stuff changes from year to year. And right. I'm just not done And that's for while, 2012 for right. Allings? Okay. Does, now, does that mean for, for those of you out there, and this is my question too for the two tax experts sitting next to me. Single with no dependents, it doesn't have anything to do with then individual deductions, right? Not at all. That's what I thought. Okay. So we talked about 1040 easy for what you guys what you guys heard. The bottom line for the easy, you can do it single or filing joint, you said, Renee? Yeah. Or joint. Um, what about and income? Mama Black corrected that too. Gonna... See, I don't I don't think income has any bearing <laughs> on ten forty E Z or ten forty. No, I'm looking so right it's, at it. Okay, so it's single or you can file joint with no dependents. And the E Z is was designed, I think, the history of it was designed to get your taxes done fast and get them out. Mm-hmm. Get it to Uncle Sam and get your money back because it's short and sweet, right? No, it mm-hmm. was it was for right. I mean, but it was basically for folks who didn't need to check off all the rest of those boxes. Short and sweet. Right. Right, they're not getting 10. How old is there an age requirement for folks to file taxes? Renee, Judith, Black, help out, baby girl. Uh, I would think you got to be 18 to file taxes. So what about kids that work under 18, work at McDonald's and stuff? They're because they live in that home and mama paying for Mm -hmm. them. So mom claims them as a dependent. Mm -hmm. They're not paying no taxes. So wait, just to rewind real quick. Mm -hmm. If you make under eight grand. We're going to clarify that. We're going to actually. We're looking at the tax code. Renee is on the website now, but I thought that I had. I thought it was $6,700. If anybody out there can check that, please let me know. Last time I looked at it, it was like $3,900. That was years ago. (laughs) All righty. So you have to be age. You can't file income taxes unless you're age 18. The general rule. And understand. All these are general rules. There's an exception to everything out there. So please understand that. Generally, age 18, what else? <laughs> and is that age 18, is there any special criteria for that? Because well, you, if, you don't meet the, if you don't meet the income, minimum income threshold, right. don't matter how old you are. If you made five grand last year, no matter, even if you're 50, you don't have to file taxes because that didn't meet the income um, threshold. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking, if you have one of those jobs where you get tips and all that, trust and believe someone somewhere is tracking that. Let's say you work as a waitress. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you used to didn't claim your tips. You and your employer had some sort of underhanded shh agreement where that didn't get counted. Now the establishments that hire, um, that have employees that do get tips, they have to claim those tips. So if they claim them, guess what? You don't. You hit because there is a record somewhere of those tips. Don't try to be sneaky. Hide that stuff in jars and stuff. If you do, be ready like Wesley Snipes to have Uncle Sam come knock well, the, on your the, door. The way they rectified that some years ago was they started paying waiters and waitresses. Oh, my God. I waited tables back in the early 80s for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially it was just kind of, how much did you make tonight? Uh, $32? Um, Sounds good, And right? then they started paying you some arbitrary 201 or something. It was some crazy amount an hour. This probably changed since then. Just so that you had enough for them to tax. And then what they did was you didn't get to say, oh, I made $32 last night. You get taxed 
on a percentage of your sales for the evening. Right. So if you go to a restaurant and you don't tip them, they are eating that tip whether you pay them or not. Mm-hmm. So that's how Uncle Sam came back and helped to recoup all that money because I'm not sure why he thought waiters and waitresses weren't completely, you know, telling Honest. them. Making yeah. all that cash. Yeah. Like, of yeah. I will attest that in 1992, I worked as a waitress for a year, uh-huh. putting myself through college. Right. And uh, I worked for a chain restaurant, and they did the same mm. thing. We had a, a actually electronic pad. Right. And because I worked in the cocktail section, right. I, you know, did very, very well. Right. And <laughs> um, rule of thumb, you whatever I... You know whatever the day's draw was, or not draw, but whatever right. that the sales uh, right. were for that for that night, uh, they would historically say, you know, what's your tip? What what tips did you make? Right. And everyone would say, well, you know, at least tell them ten percent. Right. You know. Right. So mm. right. And at some so point, I might have made right. you know fifty percent, exactly. but that's okay. Okay. So when you anyway. two nerds are done with your little <laughs> foray, let me know and I'll jump back in. What All I was right. searching through my papers to find was the basic um can you go to www.irs.gov click on the uh who must file general qual generally 18 make that threshold income that we judith and i are saying that is at least i thought it was 6700 it may have risen up i'm not sure but it's easily found on the website at the irs's website you can click on various links that take you into other links that mm-hmm. expand and give you way too much information but it's actually nice short and sweet and i don't like tax law but it was easy enough to read and click on it and have an idea of what we're going what we were going to um share with you it also suggests though that if you have any income with held from your check that is the fica the social security medicare medicaid state income and any of that you should file i'm not so sure i agree with that particularly if you haven't reached that threshold annual amount uh, what i wanted you guys i'm sorry there's a table one and two i don't know what, that what i wanted you guys to do renee and black and judith mm-hmm. what we talked about tax credits we talked about not quite in depth yet deductions. What is an exemption? What does that mean, Judith? What's an exemption? An exemption. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I am. An exemption means that you're exempt. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Listen, this is you're actually <laughs> you're, you're, you're taking a rolling. <laughs> if any of my clients are listening, I swear this is not roll. my special. Go ahead, Miss Producer. You're What's taking an exemption for your dependents, whether it's your right. parents, your but child. But what does that mean? That's what I'm asking. What does that exemption mean? It means that it doesn't it, count. It's exempt from being taxed. Okay. It's get, it, it helps you so that when you're looking at the various tax tables later on, you can look at how many deductions do I have, how large is my family, basically. Close. Better. Next. <laughs> <laughs> exemption is nothing more than this. Whatever you qualify under the rules for one exemption for yourself, mm-hmm. the number of dependents that you have, you can use that exemption if you qualify for it to lower your taxable income. And that exemption is going to apply to get to your adjusted income, which is what at the end of the day we use to determine our taxes, right? Mm -hmm. Don't ask me to say that again because I have no idea. (laughs) Basically, what we want you to keep in mind is what is is an exemption versus a credit versus a deduction. We talked about the credit. That's going to apply later on. For you to, if you qualify for the rules under the credits, you can use that whether or not you owe Uncle Sam any money. You can use that credit. That deduction then 
Renee and Judith tried to hit on it a little bit. What is a deduction, and how does that apply to your, your let's say last year I made $100,000. Mm-hmm. How does that deduction apply to that $100,000 number to bring it down? Judith, Renee, how does that deduction apply? What does that do? I believe the deduction comes off of the gross income. It reduces your gross income. You know, okay. I, I just want to say that this at, is kind of coming off like a tax test. I'm not sure how it's really helping the average consumer because we're struggling <laughs> with it. They're going, what the hell are they well, talking I think, about? Well, I think because what I'm trying to do is get you guys to come down to our level because you guys are using the terminology too tightly. So I'm trying to bring it down and but, redefine but it. We're going to take, take a quick but, break but and we'll be right back. we're using the language that Go they're going to find on the, on, the, on the tax form. We're going to take a quick break and come back.
Welcome back to For the People Law and Plain Language. We're talking about the tax man cometh. Joining me in the studio is my For the People fan, Black, a.k.a. The Broke Poet, <laughs> simply the producer, and Judith Claypool. Judith, thank you so much for joining us. Well, on the other side of the break, we were having some discussions with respect to whether or not our language choice was helping with folks who were trying to listen and, and decipher the tax code, the requirements for filing income taxes. We talked about an exemption versus credits versus deductions. What I was attempting, endeavoring to do in my studio, folks, sort of uh, vetoed that idea that I wasn't really doing it, was to simplify the information that I'm providing for you. We talked about that an exemption generally applies to the number of people that you're filing your taxes for, your dependents, in other words. The exemption allows you to take money off the top of what would be considered your taxable income. That's what the exemptions do. The credit applies, remember, at the end, once you get the adjusted income, the deductions help to allow you, if you're going to end up with a positive number on the side to old oh, Uncle Sam is going to help you deduct to, to deduct that number down. Okay. Just remember, exemption, it doesn't apply. A credit, you apply it at the end. And deduction, you deduct it as you're doing your income taxes to come there to you your adjusted income. The amount that Uncle Sam is going to actually tax you on is called your adjusted income. What um, Black and Judith and Renee suggested, and what probably would have been easier, is if we had a 1040EZ form up, for example, and went through some of the forms and language on the form. As you're doing your, if you're one of those people who's brave and you want to endeavor to do your own income taxes, I would suggest you go to www.irs.gov. On their website, it's very, very, very user-friendly. And on the left side, it has all the underlined um, links and lines. It says you need some help filing your taxes. There's a phone number you can call. You can click on and actually get an agent that you can answer questions, have, have answer your questions while you're on their site. So, so thus far we told you what some of the credits were that were available to you. We were looking for that number that you had to make in order to file an income tax return. The, the IRS's website says you must file if this, then that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> some of the basic stuff that you guys need to know. If your earned income was more than $7,100 last year, you must file an income tax return. If you're 65 years or older and you're blind and you made $8,250 or more, you must file an income tax return. So it's, it's helpful to go onto the website to get an idea of what and when you can file. The types of filing status, what does that mean? If you fit this status, then you file. Single, married, filing with your spouse, married but you and your spouse are filing separately, you're ahead of the house and other qualifying statuses. There's only five. Those aren't that important. And Deborah, you and know, I want you, to add in there that a lot of this is not that absolute because even though you right, might fall absolutely. underneath a particular threshold to right. file, there are right. certain criteria like you can get back those those refundable credits that we were talking about. So don't think just because when my income's here, I don't have to file. You can still get a refund. You need to but find... If, go ahead. Sorry. What did you say? So it's 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 just not that cut and dry. No, There's lots and lots and lots of Nothing areas of in the Internal Revenue Code is cut and dry. Everything's going to say qualifying or eligible. Mm-hmm. Listen to those. Read those and figure out whether you qualify under that sort of category. 
the credits we were talking about that people should know about that a lot of people may qualify for is that earned income credit. Remember, less than $50,270. You can get tax credit for education. If you have a lot of child and dependent care, work-related expenses that you use to care for a qualifying individual, once again, qualifying, you can get a credit for that. If you adopt a qualified eligible child, you can get credit for that, what you've spent for the adoption. You can get health care coverage or health coverage. There's a tax credit for that. Um, it's important for you to know what those credits are out there as you're getting your income taxes done, especially those of you to go out there and use H&R Block. And what's the other ones out there? Um, the can other I, one. Who, can I, Jackson, jump, can I jump in? Yes, ma'am. There's actually um, the tax savers credit. Right. And it, it actually changed for 2013. It went down a Tell little bit. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Uh, for, for those of you who are W-2'd, which means that you work for someone and you receive you know, a regular pay, uh, you actually get a tax credit for participating in a retirement plan that's offered through your employer. Like a 401k, 401k or IRAs and things like that. 403bs. Uh, for those of us who are self-employed and contribute to whether it's you know an individual IRA or a SEP IRA or anything like that, uh, you actually get a uh, tax credit as well. For those of you that um, want to join in, you can reach out to us. Two one five six zero nine four two four three zero one. Oh, sorry. Right. The number that I wrote down here is the IRS has a live uh, helpline. She knows I can't read and talk. Um, <laughs> that's Monday through Friday, seven to seven, eight hundred eight two nine ten forty. That's one eight hundred eight two nine ten forty. Um, there's a separate line for businesses that's 800-829-4933 um, and in my capacity over the years as an accountant and depending on the firm sometimes you have to call the city or department of state or the turn of revenue going all right i got this form here and you want me to do what or you know what it almost applies to me but our situation is this and they really do know their stuff well yeah. turn of revenue you're going to wait on the phone longer than the and i think city the, the city state. of philadelphia's um accounting folks will help too won't they especially if you're oh, sure. calling sure you, you call and they really do know their stuff i mean they ask some qualifying stuff to get you to the right department and they have specialized department with anything and if it's that one thing you're questioning or h&r block or one of one of those places did your taxes um i've traditionally done my own taxes and i've done a lot of the box taxes and what's a box tax you know you buy them in staples or whatever like turbo tax, turbo and, tax and i had to go back and Backdoor my information because they were so restrictive with what they said that I, it means that they were telling me that this is what you need to do and I'm saying no 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 that doesn't even apply I need to have this here and I had to go back and manually enter my correct information which means I had to do the calculation so I'm always telling folks that because, and I know I've have tons of horror stories from folks that go to these places with people who go to these H&R blocks and who would whatever they are and you pay them to go to their classes and that's why it's important as Renee's saying that you hear and, and, and be I've, aware I've of what these deductions are people come are. back and say you know, I didn't get that much of a tax re- return back, but you got like nine kids. What do you mean you can get it back? <laughs> That's because why it's important they for you were to not know what taking these are. earned income credit, or they weren't taking just obvious credits, not even things that are like, wow, you really got to kind of scratch your head to right. figure it out. But it's important that you, if, even if they do your taxes, call internal revenue, say online so and so, it says so and so, do a spot check, yeah. make sure it's right. And hopefully you guys are writing down what you're learning with respect to the credits and deductions. So when you do go to either H&R Block, block excuse me, Hewlett-Packard, is that it? 
No, Jackson that's the that's a computer. <laughs> Jackson Hewitt. Right. What's Jackson the lady that came on the show, Renee? She has a she has a tax company, Liberty Tax or something. That's one of those ones around the, the city in the. Like West Philly, North Philly, right? Liberty mm-hmm. tax or something? Yeah. My mama said, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say <laughs> nothing at all. So, wow. moving right along. <laughs> the individual deductions that you should be aware of and be on the lookout for. And what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take this little outline that I did tonight in preparation for tonight's show. And I'm hoping to get a 1040 easy and a 1040 off of the IRS's website. Renee's teaching me a little bit about how to work in Adobe um, 8 Professional and sort of tag, mark this, mark that. This is what this means. That means what that is. And try to put it up on the For the People Facebook page. Individual deductions are standard individual deductions. And on those, what are some of the standard individual deductions that we get for the folks that prepare taxes? I don't prepare taxes wow. on purpose. Well, for, well there's uh, for educators, uh, for anyone who is an educator, whether you're a pre-K, uh, kindergarten teacher, all the way up through uh, college uh, professor, you can deduct up to $250 uh, for any related job expenses, uh, regardless of your income. Um, other deductions, uh, for those of you out there uh, with mortgage interest, uh, that's that's an itemized uh item as well as uh, for 2013 the mortgage insurance premiums that people are paying so insurance protection that you're forced to pay by your mortgage company is now still included it was added uh, i believe two years ago and it's extended through 2013 you can add that as well that's another deduction so if you own your house and you're going to one of these tax places to get your taxes done Mm -hmm. make sure they are paying attention to any deductions you may be able to take based on your mortgage based on um, all the things that accompany home ownership. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go into all the deductions. And like I said, our purpose here is not to give you enough information to sit there and do your 1040 form or your 1040 EZ. This is just to give you an idea of some of the things that you need to be looking out for so when you do have your income taxes prepared, whether you do it or someone else does it, you have a better understanding. There's also deductions for charitable contributions. So long as a charity satisfies the IRS tax code language, you may be able to deduct those contributions. We all know there's a threshold number that you had to have contributed. As long as that charity meets all the other requirements, you can deduct for that. You can deduct for individual retirement accounts and other sorts of retirement accounts that you've set up so long as they qualify Mm -hmm. under the the, um, IRS's language. Also, uh, any state and local uh, sales taxes, as long as that meets... I'm so glad you hit that. I was going to ask you to do it. So there obviously, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a threshold Mm -hmm. for what you were taxed on. Understand, everything, like Renee said, under the tax code, nothing is black and white. Everything has a perhaps, but if this, then that... Everything's qualified. Everything requires that you be eligible based on the language of the tax code. You don't have to know the language of the tax code. You just need to know that you're eligible for this or it exists so you can challenge that person that's doing your income tax return. Right. Uh, make sure with the health insurance premiums, for those of you who are self-employed, uh, 100% of your premiums and out-of-care expenses are deductible. Does that include the, um, Renee, does that include the uh, co-pays we pay every time we go to the doctor? Do we get that? Absolutely. Is that deductible? Absolutely. No. No, I, I don't know. No. I was I wasn't listening. Oh, okay. self <laughs> self <self-employed. laughs> Sorry, producer. The difference is if you are 
not self-employed and you have out-of-pocket expenses such as prescriptions and such as your deductibles, you can only, uh, based on your adjusted gross income, you can only write off so much. You can also, I mean, you can also, you can only deduct or itemize a certain percentage. Okay. Um, I like that. Read that, what okay. you have written there. Which one? I'm looking at Judith's notes just okay. to, and oh, I'm being newsy. This one, if you're, if you're self-employed, <laughs> if you're self-employed and you're not covered by an employer-paid plan, Though you you can deduct 100% of your health insurance premium. And that's just a premium, ladies and gentlemen. What just that means at the end of the year, how much did you pay? Right. That's what's deductible. Right. So that, that monthly nut of whatever, $800, $900. That to, cover that, to, to cover that final premium amount, right? So being self-employed, that helps. That was part of the Small Business Jobs Act in 2012, uh, 2010, and it has been extended through. And we hope that with President Obama's love for small businesses and mm-hmm. recognizing how they're um, sh- acting to strengthen America and help get this economy off the ground, he's going to come up with a little bit more yeah. incentives for folks to be small business owners. Hopefully. With respect to the small businesses, there are credits for businesses, whether small or not. Mm-hmm. Understand that credits are just like those for the individual, like we talked about the education credit, the owned in- earned income credit. There is a small business health care credit. There are obviously ed- eligibility rules that you have to satisfy to qualify for that. Business depreciation credit. And I know that when we moved from my office at the JFK office to the Lantido building, Renee was telling me about some of the things that we can claim depreciation on for some of our equipment like right. printers and desks and things like that yeah. that go under the business depreciation credit. There was something I found that was intriguing. A plug-in electric vehicle credit. Yeah, if you're if you have a vehicle that plugs in, it's electrical. There is a credit for it. Obviously, you have to satisfy all the requirements that are there. Right. There's also casualty, disaster, and theft losses credit, which okay. I thought was pretty interesting, and that's for businesses. I know I remember doing a little bit of this in law school, and it made my head hurt. Mm-hmm. But if this a- applies to you, please reach out to someone who can give you a more succinct answer, and that's to be found. I think. At www.irs.gov. What was that IRS phone number, Renee? www.irs.gov is the website, and there was a phone number that Renee said you can reach out to. While she's looking for that, I haven't actually. The number is 1 800 829 1040. Once again, 1 800 829 1040. The lines are open and manned from 7 to 7 p.m., and you get live telephone help. Other business deductions, and we're talking about deductions now. Standard mileage, Uncle Sam sets a, a, a price at which you can pay for mileage. I think mm-hmm. now it's point it's 51 cents or something like right. that for it's mileage. Gone, it went up a little bit. Business expenses, home office deductions. And this is for people who do a certain amount of percentage of business out of their home and they have what they can call a home office and it satisfies all the requirements under the code. Mm-hmm. They're able to take a deduction for that. Something that's called an alternative motor vehicle credit. I'm not sure. Maybe it's if you take a snowmobile to work because you live in Anchorage, Alaska, for example, you might be able (laughs) to deduct for that. As I told you, the research credit. And there's something I think that Judith wants to add in because she's reading her paper. Yes, I'm reading my notes. No, just I think for not for small business uh, owners, but for individuals, um, for all of you who, who just readily donate to Goodwill, uh, or perhaps you know you're just donating to a local uh, nonprofit. How do you how do you uh, value 
you know the clothes that you're giving away or that you 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 know whatever you're giving away whether the and shoes, that's under clothes, the charitable contribution it, it is okay. it is however they don't give you a receipt right because you just you just voluntarily uh bag it and and donate it uh turbo tax right now um they actually started this last year they have a free estimate on it's deductible.com oh, wow. turbo tax wow. so they actually help you up to five thousand dollars value what your your bag of shoes and old purses and be aware of whatever it is be aware though of inflating those numbers because if there's that drastic of a change in your income tax return absolutely that might trigger uncle sam to give you a a, a audit of sorts so i mean if you're going to do that i would make sure you try to be as realistic as possible even if you go online type in Mm -hmm. 1975 (laughs) shoes get it sort of a market value price on it be careful with that right you don't want uncle sam digging through your business all right now you had something really interesting (laughs) there and please please share that with us this this i found uh you know people's questions uh for the tax experts online the cpas and such uh can i claim my girlfriend or boyfriend as a dependent and the question uh that someone actually instant messaged me was you know my deadbeat (laughs) my deadbeat fiance supposedly who sleeps all day on the sofa well that's an um, interesting question it's loaded too it it is right so as long as that person makes less than thirty eight hundred dollars in gross income during the year and they live with you full time so they're not actually eligible to oh jeez i mean if they're making 3800 i mean they are <laughs> but no so we we just said 7100 was 3800 the for the year. 2012 year yeah wow how interesting y'all hear so that they don't have to file taxes because they're not making right, the 7100 or that's above 7100 right they're doing something and they're you know crashing at your house whatever they're doing to earn less than 3800 <laughs> you probably should send them back to school to get some better credit so they exactly. can get a better job wow exactly but wow but that's good to know though if you're not claiming them as a dependent do it as long as no one else is and if they're above 18 then no one is claiming them so you should be claiming them something that came up recently and i just wanted to just throw this out there renee and i had a foster kid at one point he went back to dhs and during the time that we had him two other people claimed him and we put all our money out for him. We were paying for <laughs> private school for him. I think Renee said we were paying $1,500 a month for private school. Mm-hmm. His clothing, getting his medicines and all those things for him. His old foster dad and his dad were claiming him also. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a... Uncle Sam was like, okay, what's going on with this? Sure. like he's So really- as anything, make sure that you don't mess with Uncle Sam. Okay, if you're going to put certain things in your income tax return, mm-hmm. make sure that if you're called to the carpet on it, you can verify it. Sure. And, and, and justify what's in there because Uncle Sam don't play. Right. One of the things I'm going to keep on saying throughout the show, guys, I need you to check out that website, www.irs.gov, so you can make sure you understand what's an exemption, what's a credit, what's a deduction, what's the credits you qualify for, what can you deduct, what can't you deduct. I thought because I wear a suit every day to work that that's my uniform and I can deduct it. Renee said, no, you can't. I was really angry. If I was in the military and I had a uniform Mm -hmm. uniform, I can deduct that because that's a unique and special, only usable, so to speak, for the military. Suits like scrubs or doctor, dentist. Right, right, right. So just because you wear suits every day, you can't deduct it, darn it. Find a way for it. You can wear your suit out for pleasure, right? right? There you go. For all intents and purposes. (laughs) So let's say, what do you do if you get that decent income tax return check? What you do, you don't go take it all out and spend it and take girls out and get your hair did. Judith is going to tell us what we some things that we can do with that large income tax return we get, especially when we apply that earned income credit. 
Absolutely. Because we qualify for it. What are some of the things we can do? (laughs) Yeah, right. So so for the person that told me that their their $8,800 tax credit went towards a, um, a van... That they needed a van, like a car van. <laughs> a car, a van. Wow, that's a practical person. Can I move in with you? Who was yeah, that? Right. <laughs> wow. Now, um, here's what I would tell people: It's a great opportunity to pay down debt. If you have the debt, I mean, if you have debt that you're carrying, get rid of it. Look, look at what you can pay off, or if it's a one credit card, if it's one unsecured loan, if it's you know a high interest bearing loan, wipe it out, um, and then look to start saving. So what do you say to a person who, let's say all year round, they live paycheck to paycheck. At the end of the year, they get that income. When I was in Anchorage, Alaska, for example, everyone who lives in the state of Anchorage, state of Alaska, and qualifies to be a resident, it takes about 90 or 60 days, I think, I don't remember, you qualify for a piece of the proceeds from the pipeline. Hmm. My very first check when I got, when I qualified for state residency was 800 bucks. I had a foster cousin who had her and five chillin. Mm-hmm. And they each got, at the end of the year, an $800 check. Okay. But a lot of folks in Anchorage, because poverty up there is so outraged because it's so damn cold, the job is mm-hmm. job market is stifled. Mm-hmm. Most of the families live for and live on that annual okay. um, pipeline stipend. Okay. So for those folks who are working from paycheck to paycheck, do you have any ideas or suggestions on portions of their take-home pay that they can try to meet out or divvy out some manner of a savings what's what's the best way you would suggest that well, let's take this just an ample sure. this mom has three kids she works at ShopRite. she's been there 15 years mm-hmm. so she's at 16 dollars an hour right she works that 40 hour week mm-hmm. so her take-home pay once a week i'm mm-hmm. not sure give me a throw me a number out there 16 times 10 is 160 mm-hmm. times four zero four two six hundred bucks a week mm-hmm. of that she's got rent and all those things mm-hmm. how do you suggest someone take their limited income and try to meet out or sort of carve out a sort of a savings for first, a rainy day right first and foremost uh if they are paying any type of taxes from pay to pay get the uh, increase their exemptions and as much as they to, can explain to them what you mean by that okay. with my understanding is and again i'm not an account we're not i'm gonna leave this one alone because this is the, the part i don't get this exe- is the part i have a hard time with the amount of exemptions the higher your exemptions the least amount of uh, federal and state taxes taken out of your paycheck. But that the problem with that, though, at the end of the day, you might risk oh, having to owe some money. I think that's a that's that is true. Is there a, is However, there a rule of thumb to? Well, here's what I look at. I look at someone like what you just described, and they're getting back, uh, and the person I described eight thousand dollars right. because they have they their income is not high. They have three, four, five children, so they're getting all of the tax credits, right? right? And they're ending up with $8,000 back in their pocket, but they also are getting back the 2000 or $3,000 that they've paid, paid all year. And instead of letting Uncle Sam have that money, put so, it in your pocket. Right. So okay. they're even, you know, okay. we may look at it and say, okay, well, that's that's $200 a month that they've lent the IRS you know, and your tax burden might be, you know, that you're lending them $2,000 a month right, uh, right. as far as. Um, so I look at that and say, if you're getting back that amount, you don't need to be paying them the $200 a month every paycheck okay. or, or $50 a week every paycheck. Take that money since you're not using it during the, the year 
and right away start putting it into an automatic savings. So something that you can tap into, so, a, a savings. So if I'm that woman and she's listening, she works at ShopRite with her four or five kids, mm-hmm. what do I do to change the amount of exemptions that I have on record with my employer? Okay, go right to the HR, the person who, when you initially were hired, you filled out paperwork, you filled out a W-9, and you filled out, I believe it is the W-9, That's correct? The work permit, yeah. on the ex- And tell them that you need to change your exemptions. So you're not just claiming yourself. That's the W-4. W-4, I'm sorry. W-9 is the work permit for I- INS. Um, <laughs> I think. Oh, <laughs> Renee? <laughs> it's you a W-4 you. Could you, could you, you clarify? fill out I for went exemptions, out. Right? It's, it's a W-4. W-4. <laughs> so at any time, you can it? actually change that. And okay. then it usually okay. takes effect uh, okay. within the next two to three you know, pays, okay. depending okay. on how you're paid. Right. Um, so I do what you say. I change my exemptions, mm-hmm. and then my paycheck gets less I get less get or get more. a little bit more. You get a little bit more. What do I do with that money? What's some things I can do with that money? For someone in that situation, they're not going to have, I'm going to venture to say they're not going to have the cash reserve. Open up a, an automatic savings. Take $50. If $50 is what you're getting extra per pay, have that roll right into a savings account. Is Just it, start banking it. Is and, it safe to say that money that you normally hadn't planned on having, that's the money you should probably take and put away somewhere because you've been used to not living with that 50 so when you get that 50 dollar windfall don't go get your nails did put it in a savings account exactly and then i would have a really good conversation with a a a person like myself and how can they get in touch with you and even they can reach me directly at dynamic money matters at verizon.net or directly my uh also uh, default email jsfclaypool at verizon.net uh, you can reach me. My website uh, is dynamicmoneymattersonline.com. Uh, and I actually have, uh, it's being worked on right now, but you can reach and go through the website. In a nutshell, tell us what Dynamic Money Matters. What do you do with Dynamic yep, Money Matters? Yep, dy- Dynamic Money Matters. Uh, when I created the, not just the show, because it was one of the first shows uh, to come on to G-Town Radio, uh, I left the investment sales industry. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do is take people and educate them about and make them financially literate. Wow. And so educate them on how to invest, how to save, how to reduce debt, how to not live from paycheck to paycheck. Uh, and more importantly, the person that's working at the shop right has a... Uh, has a has something in his or her mind that they want to do, some type of passion, something that they are really, really good at. And when they're really, really good at it, money's not an issue. Hmm. They're not working from paycheck to paycheck. Huh. So what, it huh. could be a hobby. It could be a second job. It could be something that starts out as, you know, just something on the side to make extra money and then cultivate it into a career, cultivate it into something bigger and better. Hmm. They could want to go back to school. I mean, it could be a number of different things. And your website will allow people to get basic information about what it means to invest, what you could invest in, those mm-hmm. kind of things, or yeah. a little bit more involved or advanced. Oh, it's, it's more. No, it's, it depends on their level. It depends on the level. Okay, so folks want to tune in to your radio show here on G-Time Radio. When do you air? Every Tuesday morning, uh, 1030 to 1130 following the morning feed. And they can, they can actually, on Facebook, they can request to a free consultation, totally free, just uh, the value out of the consult is basically 
as long as they're willing to share with me what's going on and possibly on the on air as well, uh, 100% free consult. Wow. Those of you out there that got some ideas and have been contemplating investing, putting some money aside, take advantage of Judith Claypool's offer. Judith, thank you so much for joining us and helping us thank you try to muddle you. through this <laughs> tax man cometh. If you have questions about the tax man cometh or taxes, I should say, go to the IRS's website. I can't harp on that enough www.irs.gov i hope that we were able to give you some clear as mud ideas about the income taxes (laughs) what the credits exemptions deductions are at this time in the show we turn it over to sister black all right uh really quick um i want a little left well not really a little left with this topic um because i'm always really amazed about like the urban community during this time of year it's everybody gets excited about their income tax return and everybody's like energized and juvenated and stalking the postman so <laughs> <laughs> i decided to write about that a little bit wow all right it's called taxes all right indoor inside porch tattered and torn recliner flickering light bulb because of a short in the wire yet i'm posted right here all day waiting for the postman Many refrigerators stuck on one setting So my sandwiches are half frozen A cooler that doesn't keep ice cold So my beverages are lukewarm Yet I've still been here every day from 9 to 5 Waiting for the postman Continuously, diligently, absolutely willingly Because this is serious biz This is the return of income I've carefully calculated these digits Knowing daggone well I already spent it But so what? I earned it I spent all year dissing Uncle Sam But the man... Is really the man for the moment. Taxes. Imagine if this passion was everlasting and added to other aspects of our lives. Imagine if this drive could apply to the fantastic future I envision, but have yet to put the work in it. Because I'm my only I'm only ambitious at the first of the year or the first or the third or the fifteenth of the month. Was this what we were supposed to become? But I guess this would be considered hating. You're right. You earned it. Keep waiting. And we out. You notice the stunned (laughs) silence as she finishes that poem. That also can apply to the first and the fifteenth of the month too, can I said the first and the fifteenth. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We want to thank Judith Claypool and little Gabrielle. Gabrielle, thank you for coming. Say bye, fam. See you next time. You guys already linked up to my uh, Facebook. Information presented on For the People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers, is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue.